Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning and happy, happy Saturday. Yep, it's that time. Another fresh edition of the Bob Rose Rewind. Have you looked at your GRU bill lately? Later on, we'll talk to somebody with some expertise there, and that could explain why it is so high. But first, we start things off in Marion County with Commissioner Carl Zalek and campaign funding. There are some questions. We'll address that right now. The Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Carl. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Code red litter. Code red litter. That yeah. In Marion uh, County. Uh, well, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. If uh-oh. we're going to talk about trash, uh-oh. uh oh. Let's make sure we get this big one out of the way. We we got a call from a concerned citizen who actually is supportive of you, uh, but said, "Oh, this thing happened where, you know, um, the Roberts family that is instrumental in the World Equestrian Center and all the things related to that. Yeah, they've they're they're a great uh, American success story. You can look that up on your own. But um, <laughs> they're very wealthy and they're expanding uh, things in Marion County and opportunities and bear, love the horse community and all that and heavily involved. So you got a campaign contribution from them, and it just so it was timed out to where uh, a, an important issue was facing. You know, the board and you voted in the affirmative uh, for them to get their expansion or whatever it was that they needed. And this caller said, look, I asked him personally and he explained it to me very well. I want to make sure that other people know, because he goes in some circles, they're saying things that aren't very nice about that transaction sure well and 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 unfortunately you know no matter what uh uh, your listeners know we're on here all the time talking about all the great things that are going on in marion county one of the things that have been going on over the last few years of course is the world equestrian center right and so um the the context of this goes back a little further of course every time you're you're in a campaign season like i'm in today and commissioner bryant uh, is also running we're both out there raising money doing those kind of things uh we've been fortunate that the roberts family has uh given to me in previous campaigns and in this one the timing of this one of course looks a little bit sketchier i guess from the, from people's perspective because we were also voting on an issue um uh, you know, every time you meet with the Roberts, you know that they're not looking for a favor. They're not looking for these things. But, you know, when the paper prints it like that, the optics lean towards, oh, well, you know, they gave you this money and then all of a sudden you vote for them. Quid well, pro quo, I think right. is what and, they call it. And so I think the good thing is, is that, well, Commissioner Bryant also received the same amount of money. And 
She voted against it. I voted for it, right? And I, and I voted for it because of what I thought was the right thing. This is the Ocala Jockey Club. This is an expansion in the farmland preservation area where I think we had a defunct um, um, operation. The Roberts came in. They bought it. They um, are putting a little bit of a less density on it, They're, but uh, it's a cluster density. Instead of you know one house per 10 acres, they're going to put a bunch of mini farms, and then they're going to keep the middle of it in the plan open so that they can still have the equestrian things, the barns and the events and, and some of those kind of things. I think for the future of what we're doing as the uh, horse farm um, capital of the world in the farmland preservation, having equine eventing centers in that area is a good thing. It's a lifeblood, in my opinion. And when we do that development right now, we had some. Uh, we asked the uh, the WEC team for some concessions. Like, hey, listen, we think the hotel is too much there. We think these things are too much there. So, you know, of course, every one of those is a is a negotiation and a, and a give and take. Um, but because we had I had gotten that donation in between, again, less than three percent of the total I've raised. Um, and it was a, a, a couple checks for about $5,000. And um, that's a generous donation by no means. But again, a very small percentage of all of the money we raise. Um, and if, listen, if, if people think that these people come to you and say, hey, I, uh, you know, you need to vote for me and I'm going to give you this money. And we, we take, I, I mean, if that's, if that's the integrity you think that we have, then you shouldn't vote for us anyway. Um, or at least come like this gentleman did and ask us about it. Hey, right. what happened? What are the circumstances? Because that does look a little weird. I, I get it. Um, I didn't think anything of it, to be honest with you, because they've never asked me for anything like that. So if they don't, you know, <laughs> if, if you don't, you're saying, okay, we're out here fundraising, trying to raise money because we think the things that are going on in Marion County are great. Um, and I'm supportive of what they're doing in the equine industry. So that's kind of the background of it. And, and the timing of it wasn't, of course, as you look back in retrospect, not great. But, uh, again, it had nothing to do with the vote. Yeah, you don't control when the elections are held. That's no. kind of a fixed time. And then as these people uh, approach and are asked for variances or other changes, uh, you can't control the timing of that necessarily either. And as you said, uh, Commissioner Bryant, she, she voted against it. She got the same contribution you did. Right. So, okay, it, it is tough. You're, you're in a position of power, but yet you have to go ask for money to, to campaign. And so I guess this is the... This is that side of it. Right. And I mean, it's it's unfortunately the same thing that happens uh, in the world of politics. Right. It's if, if you were to say, hey, wish we could get all the money out of politics, I, I would be on board for that. Um, but the same thing. Right. Lobbyists are going to get their bills drafted uh, with state legislatures and the governor and everyone else. Um, and, and they're trying to move those things. But they also do fundraisers for those folks. Um does that mean I think that the governor or anyone else is taking money in order to pass a certain bill? Absolutely not. I think they're going after good policy. Right. And, <laughs> you know? and, and, the, and the voting booth is your accountability. If you think that something is uh, not going uh, the way it should yep. or above board, then that's your opportunity to, to vote for changes. All right. So let's talk about some real trash. The highlight, I think, is increasing the penalties for people that are littering. It has become a problem in Marion County and other areas. You're addressing it. So second uh, conviction for this could be 
fifty to one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, so I think the the thing that we really needed, and and um, our state's attorney did a great job coming to the table and really helping us um, identify some teeth. Right, the litter ordinances before, you know, you could repeat offend over and over and over again and really never have any consequences other than a few dollars. Now you can literally spend a few nights in jail. You can um, have to pay these these fines, second convictions, second convictions, two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. Third uh, can go all the way up to five hundred dollars. Additional penalties uh, up to ten days to ten to thirty days in jail, and by increasing the visibility and 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 again, we're going to have to make some examples, especially in commercial dumping. That is not going to be tolerated in Marion that's, County. That's what I was going to ask you about. There's a big difference between a soda can flying out of the back of a pickup truck, which you're still responsible for. Absolutely. However, the difference between that and a guy who takes a couple of truckloads of you know really nasty stuff and dumps it sure. in, in the woods somewhere. Yeah, and that's the difference, right? I mean, if you're dumping your mattress out in the woods, if you're if you're doing those kind of things, we're going to come we're going to come try to find you. Um, if you're dumping loads of tires and those kind, I mean, if you do that, listen, we're going to find you. Um, but also, we want our, our folks, and we're also looking at some special designations on some roadways, to make sure that people are protecting uh, the stuff that they have, that, that they're not just throwing stuff in the back of a pickup truck, right? I mean, Marion County is a place where we probably have more pickup trucks per capita than uh, than many places in, in, in the state of Florida, right? Right. I mean, um, but we have to just remember that, hey, when you throw that stuff in there, you have those things happen, Um we need to make sure that uh, we're cleaning up after ourselves and have some pride in our community. And that's really what this comes down to, Bob. We've been talking to County Commissioner Carl Zalek from Marion County, and we hardly even got to some of the stuff we wanted to talk about. So he's going to hang. I'd like you to hang on the Bob Rose Rewind. Coming up next, the expansion at the Dunellen Airport. Carl Zalek continues next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Happy Saturday and good morning. It's the Bob Rose Rewind, part two with Carl Zalek talking about the expansion of the Dunellen Airport and other things going on in Marion County. Let's get to it. The Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Now, you, expansion of the airport. You keep building these uh, tea hangers. What's going on? Yeah, so one of the really cool things is, <clears throat> you know, our Marion County Airport out there by Dinellon uh, has just completed the building of 20 additional tea hangers uh, for the X-35 airport. Uh, this is a $3 million project for the new facilities, and we've had a waiting list, Bob, for years about these tea hangers. Uh, people wanting to get there. You know, they're, it's kind of a hobby planes, you know, the, the smaller planes, a great little place to come in. We've got inf- incredible fuel prices, so people always Always are coming to, to Marion County to, to cash in on that. Um, and these new a- hangars will aid in the air- airport exceeding the state set projected uh, for aircraft and air operations by more than 30%. So it's really a big deal for us um, to continue to supply that. And the FAA kind of gets with us and we do certain grants to keep those airports alive. And uh, one of the interesting things that I never knew about this when I first got on the board of county commissioners um, was that you know they keep the FAA and strategically our na- our nation keeps these uh, smaller airports in um, working condition around the country, um, not only for of course hobbyists and, and what we're doing today, but also in the frame of national defense if we ever did need them again. Right. Um, because these these are old World War II big runway airports, and if you ever needed to get something or if you ever had something happen uh, in in your region or around the country, they want to have strategic airstrips all around our country, which I thought, wow, you know, that's something I did not know before. And uh, I, I find that just to be intriguing that, you know, the thought process in that and, and that we get to be a part of it. Well, and public safety, too. If you have to make an emergency landing, you sure. go to the nearest airstrip. Otherwise, as you see sometimes on video and TV, uh, people landing on highways. <laughs> yeah, I-75 is not the right spot. <laughs> yeah, that can be very dangerous. All right. So good job there. And by the way, you get grants, you get different things. But it's uh, break even or at least slightly profitable for the county to do this. Yeah, and that's why we we rent these tea hangers out and to uh, to amortize it and make our money back. Okay, exactly. All right, well that's good. Now you, ecotourism, you've had that people come to uh, hang out in the springs and stuff like that. But there's also sports tourism, and I know you've embraced that. You've got the Kale Ripken World Series again. I mean, isn't this incredible? Though obviously we're, we we must be doing something right. Uh, the the Kale Ripken World Series is coming back, and at the end of the month will be the opening ceremony on July 31st. Uh, it's always a big event. Uh, this year, the Ocala is home to the 8U Machine Pitch Series, and the championship game is scheduled for August 6th. It's going to be a great time to be in Marion County watching some great baseball by our youngsters. Absolutely, and there's even a workout day and a team checking at the World Equestrian Center. Uh, yep. So there, so there's lots of other 
participants yeah. kind of uh, getting involved in this. Well, and that's World kind of Series. fun now that we have the World Equestrian Center and some of these other incredible events uh, um, and, and venues throughout Marion County. We're able to start putting them together and making our community just even that much more attractive to these uh, high-end World Series championships. All right. Uh, also, you've got the uh, a back-to-school tax-free holiday. Tell me about that. Yes, I just want to remind parents that, you know, of course, uh, as you saw, the governor, he was actually in Ocala when he uh, did the unveiling of the tax holidays. Um, and remember that school supplies for this coming year by taking advantage of that uh, sales tax holiday as you're getting ready for your – I mean, it's all, I can't believe it's already ready for the kids to get to get ready to go back to school. Um, the July 25th and extends through August 7th, uh, the 2022 back-to-school sales tax tax holiday begins so make sure you get all your kids geared up and ready to go um, and one of the cool things too is is that in a lot of our stores you can pick up that little uh, leaflet and also help and donate uh, other kids that are less fortunate uh, our veterans group like the Marion County Veterans Council is doing the backpack drives we're doing that at Marion County as well to make sure that kids that are a little less fortunate than you, uh, get to go to school and get to have that first day um, and not be ashamed to go. Right, have it's a decent a backpack and it, yeah. and it filled with the school supplies that are needed for that year. I know you put together, we're part of 6,000 backpacks. Like I say, you partnered with uh, mm-hmm. with other partners in the community. Keep up that good work for sure. And then um, you've got uh, community outreach kind of to make sure that people get the message about the hot cars and keeping the kids safe. And I'm sure pets are a part of that, too. Yeah, so we just want to remember, I mean, listen, avoid um, and act, right? It's kind of this little acronym, avoid, create, take, um, is, is the uh, heat stroke, uh, create reminders about putting something in the back of your car next to your child that you cannot leave the car without just in case, right? And then take action and make sure if you see something like that happening, um, if animal, uh, a child, that you take action and call 911 right away. Uh, we've, we've unfortunately had deaths already this year uh, around the country, and we don't want to see any more of those things happening. So make sure that you're looking what's in the back seat of your car, that you remember their child. You don't let them sit, in, the, in especially in a boiling car. It is not the time of year that you can ever – never should do it, but certainly not in the summertime in Florida. Yeah, and people get busy. Lives are full of stress. But you, you, you've got to you know, look in the back seat, get some sort of a habit that will uh, create a situation where you – Never get out of the car and, until you know you're the uh, the last one out. Uh, so we've got that going on. Oh, scams. What's the latest scam? Yeah, so Marion County Sheriff's Office has been receiving calls uh, tonight that our citizens are receiving uh, these individual calls stating that Sergeant uh, Chapman um, with the Marion County Sheriff's Office um, is calling them and that they have a warrant. So. There is a warrant for the arrest, not of Bob Rose, but of others. No, right? so it's fake. It's fake. <laughs> yes. It's a scam. Don't These scams are telling citizens call. that if they want to avoid being arrested, that they need to send money in order to clear the warrant. This is a scam. That is not how it works, my friends. They, You cannot clear your warrant by money sent to the sheriff's office. <laughs> yeah, you'll know when you have a warrant out for your arrest when they're the cops coming. are banging on your door. <laughs> right, okay? right. Uh, yeah, so, they're not going to call you. Hang up. Hey, stop on by when you get a chance. <laughs> right. um, and then lastly, Salt Springs VFW, Wednesday, July 27th at 7 p.m. Uh, people can gather there and catch the state of the county address. That's right. So we've got a lot of really cool things, uh, updates on our pen- sales tax, legislative priorities, future infrastructure, and so much more. Come check out one of these state of the county addresses. Uh, If you can't make that one in Salt Springs, visit marionfl.org forward slash SOC and and learn more about some of the other events around our community that were taking place. 
Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek on the Bob Rose Rewind. Happy Saturday and thanks for joining us. Coming up next, defending Florida's election integrity law, Jay Christian Adams joins us from the Public Interest Legal Foundation. That's next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Happy, happy Saturday, my friends. The Bob Rose Rewind rolls on with Jay Christian Adams from the Public Interest Legal Foundation, working hard to defend Florida's election integrity law. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of it right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. And at Christian, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Bob. I'm doing great. How about you? Fantastic. It's good to hear from you again. I thought that Governor DeSantis and the legislature put together some pretty sound rules uh, here in this and and the election integrity law. Um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it's under attack. I guess give us a little background and where it's at in terms of the courts now. Well, I'll give you one example. They said that vote mail drop boxes have to be monitored with an aspect of some kind of security so those ballots are protected. And the federal court said, oh, that's racially discriminatory because it's going to result in fewer drop boxes. Well, okay, uh, that's an interesting argument. Uh, But the lower court struck down a lot of the Florida law, and it's now going on appeal to the higher federal court in Atlanta, the 11th Circuit. 
And one of the worst things that happened that didn't get a lot of attention is that the court put Florida under receivership. In other words, we're going to have to approve every single change you made relating to these laws uh, in the elections afterwards. You have to submit this stuff to the Justice Department. And it was pretty amazing. Uh, it, 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 uh, it really did a number on Florida by subjecting it to Florida uh, federal oversight. I mean, it sounds pretty basic what this integrity law does. I mean, uh, you've got uh, requires third-party voter registration organizations to deliver registration applications to the supervisor of elections in the county where the applicant resides. That doesn't sound too onerous. It also prohibits election offices from receiving private money. Is that the so-called Zuckerberg effect we're referring to? Right. Well, that law is not being challenged, thankfully. That, that law was a separate law that passed that prevents Florida counties from once, from once again, like they did before, taking private money to, from people who tell them how to run their election. In the old days, we used to call those bribes, right, when I gave money to a government official and told them how to execute their office. So Florida banned that. That's not being challenged, thankfully. But uh, the other parts that you mentioned, like delivering ballots safely, to their destination within a period of time, yeah, they're, they're challenging those. And I think most people would agree that we don't want ballots sort of floating around out there. We want them to get to their destination quickly, securely, and that's what the Florida law did that's being challenged. I mean, maybe, I, maybe I'm too uh, old school, but, uh, gee, when they expanded to voting beyond just the election day uh, for a few days, I guess I was good with that but then it just seems like they broke the dam and you know even uh, votes that were coming in way after the polls were closed seem to be counted in some of these elections right and and that's why the public interest legal foundation we had to sue places like virginia because they were taking ballots late in the mail with no postmarks and we got that shut down but you have problems where you have places like hillsborough county down in tampa you've got election officials there who have announced publicly that they're never going to do anything about election crimes. They're not going to refer anything that they find to state prosecutors or to county prosecutors. So, you know, there's all sorts of vulnerabilities in the system. This bill tried to correct many of them, and that's why it got challenged by the League of Women Voters, who, you know, make no mistake, that is not a nonpartisan organization. If anybody has any illusions left, the League of Women Voters is about electing Democrats in the end, in my view. And so uh, do not be mistaken about groups like that. Now, you know, Georgia, they did uh, a reformation-type law, too, and, of course, the left was very upset about it and uh, said it was going to be racially discriminating and, and the arguments they tend to make. Uh, but then there there was uh, a primary election held there. And I guess the rate in which minorities and others voted was through the roof. So, I mean, does this co- help collapse their argument? And can you also use some of that precedent, if you will, to help the Florida case? Well, don't forget, even when turnout goes up again uh, for minorities, like you said, in Georgia, their argument, the legal women voters and the, and the allied organizations that make a living off of this litigation, their argument is always that it would have gone up even more if it had not been for the law. So they have a workaround from logic, right? They have a workaround from common sense. 
And so they will argue to the court, like they did in North Carolina on a similar case, that turnout would have climbed much higher if not for the law. So these guys are devious and, and, and creative in their legal arguments, and they're going to no doubt do the same thing in Florida because that's what they've been doing all over the country about turnout increases. Do you think a, a documentary like Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules, does, does that help the cause? Because I know it really shined a spotlight on these, these drop boxes, which the new Florida law would attempt to monitor and kind of keep track of. Um, and he shows major abuses in the movie about that. Well, it's hard to know. I mean, there, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions I still have after that movie. But the bottom line is that elections should be conducted in central locations. They should be conducted where there's election officials helping and observing and deterring criminality and election crimes. Uh, it should be on uh, as few days as possible so the public can observe the process and not just turn it over to, you know, the, the SEIU and other unions who have muscle to work for three or four weeks. It's not fair to have an election for four weeks. We, we have problems that emerge because of that. Uh, and and so that's why the Florida law tried to try to do something about some of the problems from 2020. And does it address the? Uh, I think there was in one area, one state where you know they told everybody to go home, but then they continued to count the votes allegedly anyway. Does the Florida law address that issue? Well, look, how votes are counted uh, doesn't have legislation, okay. right? I mean, there's. There's some basic procedural rules, but I've seen elections that they're counting the votes for days. And so that's why the worst way to run an election, by the way, is hand-counted paper ballots. There's no worse way. It's the favorite method of dictators around the world to have hand-counted paper ballots, because that way they can manipulate the outcome. And I've watched it, by the way, in Mississippi when I was at the Justice Department observing elections for the United States Department of Justice, that hand-counted paper ballots are the best way to, to play games with the outcome because somebody can say, oh, I think they voted for Joe, and even though the mark is there for Susie, they decided it's for Joe. And, and so machines don't do that. The scanning machines don't do that, uh, but humans do, and that's why it's very bad to have hand-counted paper ballots. I know in New Jersey you uh, you were part of a, a case working on uh, getting the voter rolls cleaned up. Um, is is that anything that's occurring in Florida? Is there any uh, muscle behind that? Yeah, Florida's actually got some of the best list maintenance in the country as far as voter rolls go. They have a toolkit, second to none, uh, that allows county election officials, for example, to use jury recusal information. In other words, if you try to get out of jury duty from not being a citizen or you're dead, Florida allows that to be part of the voter roll cleanup process. All around the country, there's problems, though. We're suing Michigan. We have cases in 14 other states uh, that the Public Interest Legal Foundation has brought trying to get the situation improved. And uh, thankfully, Florida is one of the better states uh, as far as voter roll list maintenance. All right. I guess this gets kind of personal, but I'll ask you, was it out of line for President Trump after the election to question the results? Well, look, I think anybody reasonable can agree that the 2020 election was infested with, with law suspension, breaking, nullification, 
all around the country, the laws that govern the election, uh, whether it was the case we brought in Virginia, where they were accepting mail ballots late with no postmarks, contrary to the law, we won that case. Okay, we got it shut down. Uh, the Public Interest Legal Foundation sued and got it stopped. But in places like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, there was widespread suspension of the law, uh, manipulation of the law, ignoring of the law, and other procedures that govern elections. So do we want that to occur? Is that how we want to run a country, by having elected officials just ignore the law? I say no, and it's, it's foolish to say that it didn't happen in 2020. Yeah, like so many other things, we thought when uh, Governor DeSantis and legislature uh, passed this law, it was a good thing and it was a done deal, but clearly it's not being challenged in the courts. And uh, we appreciate your uh, perspective and, and really fighting to, uh, to try to give elections a greater level of integrity. Anytime. Take care. Jay Christian Adams on the Bob Rose Rewind from the Public Interest Legal Foundation. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Rewind. Don't go away. Coming up next... Attorney Nathan Scop that has some expertise also with utilities. I'll explain next on 97.3 The Sky. Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in. Baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Good morning and happy Saturday. The Bob Rose Rewind continues. Have you seen your GRU bill lately? What's going on there? Attorney Nathan Scott joins us right now. You know, he spent time on the Public Service Commission, so he knows about utilities. Let's ask him some questions right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Nathan Scott, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Thank you for having me back on. What, what have you learned and how does that relate to the GRU and the crazy bills they have? I know one of the things has to do with a fuel adjustment charge. Yeah, just uh, by way of background, um, I have extensive power, power generation background and sort of the state of Florida with integrity as commissioner on the Florida Public Service Commission. But uh, with respect to GRU, um, the city commission and GRU are gaslighting GRU customers who are rightfully complaining about their inability to afford their GRU electric bill and the electric fuel adjustment charge increases. And, and the, what people need to know is that the GRU electric fuel adjustment charge at 1,000 kWh, which is what the average house uses in a month, is more than double that of the FPL electric fuel adjustment charge at 1,000 kWh, despite the fact that FPL uses far more natural gas in a week than GRU uses all year. All right, wait, so say, so, that, say that last part again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, Basically, the GRU electric fuel adjustment charge is more than double that of FPL, despite FPL using far more natural gas in a week than GRU uses all year. In comparison, the FPL fuel adjustment charge is $34.87 per 1,000 kWh, and GRU is $70 per 1,000 kWh. GRU is more than double FPL. And GRU went up again. Uh, the, the data I presented was from June 2022. 
and in July, GRU went up again, and now GRU is eighty dollars per thousand kWh, which is more than double FPL. So that that's that, just a, that's just a fuel adjustment charge. That's not giving you actually any power per se. I mean, that's a charge on on the average amount, thousand kilowatt hours, right? Correct. It's a one-to-one adder, basically, for fuel. For each kilowatt hour of electricity you use, there's a fuel adjustment charge. So as that charge increases, your bill multiplies uh, proportionally. Uh, so that's a problem. That's a sticker shock that many GRU customers are referencing. And, and frankly, the, the City Commission and GRU aren't being exactly honest um, about that because, I mean, we have an abundant supply of natural gas in the United States, and, and they're saying world gas markets. We don't import gas from Europe. We don't import natural gas from Ukraine. Um, so, you know, something is amiss when GRU's fuel adjustment charges double that of, UT, of FPL, which burns far more natural gas than GRU could ever possibly imagine. All right. So th- this is easy. We'll just complain to the Florida Public Service Commission, of which you serve. Uh, <laughs> they don't have jurisdiction over the rate setting, uh, but they do have jurisdiction over GRU's rate structure which is an issue for another day. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that because they're municipally owned. My understanding was a Florida Public Service Commission wouldn't have much sway over them, but you're saying at least a portion of their business, Florida Public Service Commission still could could make some determinations, right? Yes, on the rate structure itself, and there's a lot of inequities in the rate structures evidenced by the fact that you know commercial rates are far above that, that of the cost of service and residential rates may be on parity but um yeah that's a, a question for another day but there's a lot to talk about just with the fuel adjustment charge and and the the, the rate stabilization fund and the fact that gru electric rates are, are approximately 35 percent higher uh than fpl's uh residential electric rates at a thousand kwh so that's the problem for the average um gru customer um hard-working gainesville family trying to afford their electric bill every month well, I, I mean, you know, it's not an exaggeration to say my complaints in the past led me to actually sell my home and to move 4.5 miles away so that I would be outside of the GRU service area for just this reason. And this is before uh, they've had all these big rate increases. And in the summer months, after doing extensive work on my house and, and new appliances, et cetera, my power bill in the summer, of course, it included water, but it was $600 a month for three, four, five months in a row, uh, that was five or six years ago. I can't imagine how people can afford it today. But at the end of the day, I have to say, I'll play devil's advocate. Hey, we all know GRU's in in deep, deep debt. The biomass plant cost them a billion dollars. They they threw money away. It was a terrible move. Somebody's got to pay for it, I guess. So, how do you address that? Well, I mean, that's reflecting in your in your monthly bill. I mean, GRU has a mountain of debt, and um, as you state, uh, people cannot afford uh, to pay their uh, GRU electric bill and, and the electric uh, GRU uh, fuel adjustment charge increases. Um, one of the things that would help is that there's uh, something that GRU has called a rate stabilization fund, and there's over $80 million of GRU customer money and that fund the last time I checked, but that rate stabilization fund uh, is not being used for its intended purpose of help keeping rates low. Uh, the reality is, is it's being used uh, as a cash balance reserve to backstop GRU's credit rating from being downgraded again. So it's pretty pretty funny because even uh, former uh, um, GRU general manager Ed Bilarski, I posted this 
on Gainesville Word of Mouth and also on my Facebook profile. It has uh, almost 400 likes now, and even uh, Ed Belarski chimed in and then said I made some very good points. Um, so there's a lot of problems at GRU. I mean, like I said, the field adjustment is, is double um, that of FPL. They've got $80 million of GRU customer money uh, being used to backstop a credit rating instead of lowering rates, and then uh, the GRU residential electric rates at 1,000 KWH are 35% higher uh, than FPL's rates. I mean, how many GRU residential electric customers would benefit from having a 35% lower electric bill each month? A lot. You know, uh, 93,000 customers would love that, I would think. Well, when, but, my, um, when my my power bill went down so far when I got on clay, I, I, I was able to buy myself a, a small RV, pay off my motorcycle, <laughs> and, and, and put money down on a Jeep, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, you probably could go to Sturgis too, Bob, on that Harley. <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt. Okay, so uh, so now what what do we do? If you're a resident, or or let's just say you get GRU service, but you're not even a resident, what what can the average person do? What is the way out of this thing? Well, it's it's not a pretty picture. In, in 2013, I wrote an op-ed, um, and five uh, GRU is in the Gainesville Sun, and five debt downgrades later, costing GRU customers another sixty million in additional borrowing costs. You know, I was correct in 2012. I gave them some, some solutions, some prudent recommendations. Unfortunately, it fell on deaf ears. And, um, you know, five debt, excuse me, five debt downgrades later, here we are in a very uh, precarious situation where there's no visible rate relief in sight. So um, what I would suggest is, is again, people need to demand accountability from the city commission. Um, they set GRU rates. The problem is not GRU. The problem is the mismanagement of GRU at the hands of the city commission. And um, without that accountability and commitment by the city commission to, to start listening to, to the, uh, the plight of low-income households, hardworking family, and, and local businesses that can't afford their GRU electric bills, it's, it's analogous to Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake. Um, so something needs to change locally or we're not going to have a municipal utility anymore. And that's very unfortunate because they've destroyed what little equity is left in the utility of what was once Florida's flagship municipal utility. And uh, GRU's equity ratio, there's only 18% equity in GR, on, on GRU's balance sheet right now. So basically, GRU is no longer the utility owned by those it serves. It's effectively owned by Wall Street bankers. Wow. Well, that's what happens when you get deep in debt. Um, yeah, not a, not a pretty picture. But if we get more than a 10 or 14 percent turnout in any one city election, people can begin to make changes. you got to do your homework. you got to actually show up. The, uh, the voting turnout in this uh, area is appalling. It's terrible. Yeah, I can't talk about that too much because I'm actually involved in, in, in something right now. So I'm very limited to what I can say in terms of uh, elections and such. But um, it's so far as GRU issues, that, that's my passion. I've been committed to trying to let people know exactly what was going to happen over the last 10 years. And, and unfortunately, um, the city commission wasn't paying attention, and now people are starting to wake up. But, you know, by, if they would have done what I suggested 10 years ago, we probably wouldn't have been be in this mess. You know, well, I was saying, yeah, go I, ahead. I have 5% of the expertise you have, and I was saying exactly the same thing long before the biomass plant. Uh, Nathan Scott, we appreciate it. He is uh, running a judicial circuit court, running for uh, judge, and uh, we wish you the best on that. But the purpose of his visit today was giving us some insight into something he has expertise on, and that's GRU, having served on the Florida Public Service Commission. 
Attorney Nathan Scop on the Bob Rose Rewind. Before that, we had Jay Christian Adams and Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek. Thanks to all my guests, and thank you for tuning in and supporting what we do here at The Sky. I invite you to tune in Monday morning starting at 6 a.m. for The Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy right here on 97.3 The Sky. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.